Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is March 5th, it's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, JSU. John, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, just, uh, you know, tilting some NBA with you. We are talking some NASCAR, some golf, uh, just, you know, pre-getting this pod set up, but um, I'm ready to go. Uh, did some of my uh, research for the slate, and... Uh, Ready to talk about it with you. Yeah, man. It, you know, what's funny is we were, we were just chatting about this. So you already know this. So, like, I faded Alex Lynn on FanDuel, but I played Brandon Ingram on FanDuel. And then on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, I played Alex Lynn after wanting to fade him all day until the news came out that Whiteside wasn't going to start. And I was like, oh, it's a good matchup. Um, and, of course, like, it's just one of those days. So I'm ready for Tuesday. I'm ready for this six-game slate. I'm ready to chat some basketball with you. Um, you know, it's certainly, I like these smaller slates, six and seven game slates are fun, man. When we have some games that we can attack, um, these are the type like numbers wise that I like the slates to be size wise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I do like six, seven game slates. I can't stand like three, four, five. I think six, seven is perfect. So I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Six, seven over 12 all day long. <laughs> If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. They've got a bunch of stuff going on for PGA. They got NBA. They got NHL. I'm sure they'll be announcing some MLB stuff here very soon. And uh, can't wait for baseball season to get started. Just a quick listeners league note. If you've won one of the weeklies, uh, the contest will take place Monday, March 11th. Uh, the winners of that contest will play Wednesday. For the king of the month. Um, so if you win the weekly, you'll win a $25 ticket into their NBA contest. And then if you win the monthly, they're going to hook you up with some NBA tickets. So um, if you want to join the listeners league and get in on this month's contest, it'll be in the links in the comments section of the podcast on Rotogrinders. Rotogrinders.com. Hit the podcast page and um, it, it's right there. You know, you can see the morning grind for today. And um, it's actually rotogrinders.com slash podcast, uh, and it's right there to be the most recent podcast of the morning grind. So um, if you want to get into the league for today, check it out. Uh, but, John, we got six games to talk about, so let's get started. We start with Chicago at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 220 total here. Pacers favored by eight. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. still out. Old Depot out. And Sabonis still out. Uh, let's start with Chicago. What are we looking at here on the Bulls? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for the Bulls, I mean, we've got the main targets. You got, you know, Chris Dunn, Otto Porter Jr., Zach Levine, and Lori Markman, who see most of the, uh, you know, usage in the ball. I I kind of want to look to Lori Markman here. Um, his price is up, you know, 8200 on DraftKings. On a FanDuel, he's still the, the highest price uh, power forward on the slate. He's 9100 So that's a little you know, a little pricier on FanDuel, but I still kind of like him. Um, he's one of the guys that I'm looking to spend up on today. I also do like Zach Levine. Um, kind of a, you know, little stack here on the Bulls is really something I'm looking to. Um, Otto Porter is fairly priced at 6200 on DraftKings. Um, I think he's, what, 7400 on FanDuel, so a little higher price. These Bulls are definitely – a little better on DraftKings than they are FanDuel. So I'll be looking to probably stack them a little more on DraftKings. Yeah, you get that dynamic pricing on DraftKings where when they're playing the Pacers or another good defensive team, they'll price them down a little bit. Um, and it it doesn't it didn't hurt that a lot of these guys that went off in that massive overtime game, like, you know, they came back and they played Atlanta on Sunday and, you know, they kind of limited the minutes a little bit. None of those guys, I think Porter even actually sat that game. So, you know, the prices didn't like get these massive bumps after that overtime game. So 
I like Porter. I like marketing. I think you can play Levine in tournaments. Um, I don't mind either any of those three guys, but I really do agree with you. It, it's a DraftKings fantasy draft play. I don't think I these guys are really priced up on FanDuel. It's a tough matchup against the Pacers. The good thing about this game, John, is the Bulls want to lose every game right now. They're not trying to win games, and they're not going to beat the Pacers. And the Pacers still want to win. They want to you know, finish as high as they can up in the East. So this should be a game that, yeah, you know, the Pacers should win, but we should get full minutes here for the Bulls players, not having to worry about these guys really coming out in this game. So um, certainly like those three guys. What are we looking at here on the Pacers side of things? Well, I mean, I think Miles Turner is someone on DraftKings who's really cheap, 5,700, um, has had, you know, a, a few games where he really hasn't played very well. Um, I don't know. He's just someone where I I feel like he's just too cheap at 5,700 in this matchup. I, I'm definitely going to look towards him. Um, you know, Bojan Bogdanovic has been playing so well of late. Um He's someone I'm I'm gonna look at, and you know probably Darren Carlson. I I, I gotta look at Darren Carlson at 5500. I'm I'm really kind of liking this game here. I think it's a game that you know gets overlooked on DraftKings a lot of times. What people do is um, they kind of skip over the seven o'clock games because you know on this slate there's only two. Maybe to see if there's some late news that drops. So I think it's kind of interesting for a stack um, and early game stack on on DraftKings. Yeah, you know, I still think Turner's upside's limited by his minutes. You know, they they even with even with Sabonis out, they're they're giving Thaddeus Young and Kyle O'Quinn, you know, some run here, extra minutes. And Turner's still playing right around 30 minutes a night. And I think his upside's still a little limited, but it is a matchup with the Bulls. Um you know, anybody, any of the centers, they allow the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. So, like, there's upside. It's just really, is it limited because of his price is what you're going to have to decide here um, when it comes to him. But, you know, outside of that, you know, you mentioned Bodanovich. I, I think that, you know, he's certainly somebody we can continue to play. You know, he's, they're just not going to raise his price. We talked about this for so long with Reggie Jackson, and, you know, Bodanovich is kind of in that same spot. You know, they... The guy's taken 16 shots a night. I don't think he's had under double-digit shot attempts in like 14 games straight or something like that, if I remember correctly. And he's scored at least 20 points in, I think it's 11 out of the last 14 games is what I read earlier. So, you know, the floor is there. The upside is there with the matchup. So I definitely like Bodanovich. I don't know if I can play Collison yeah, I think Collison is surely in play at his price. I just hate clicking the button next to his name, but it's certainly paying off right now, right? Like this guy, as as frustrating as he is, um, when he disappears on the court, like you know, he's been playing a much better uh, basketball in the second half of the season than he did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I mean, we we saw you know when he gets around thirty to thirty two minutes. I mean, he doesn't really get. You never really see him get like that, like 37, 38 minutes, but he can really, you know, still do it in that 30 minute, you know, range. So I, I like him a lot. You know, we've seen with Old Depot, him take kind of shoulder, a bigger load. Um, I know one other guy that probably people will bring up is Corey Joseph. I'm just not a, I'm not, not someone who's going to play Corey Joseph. I, I get the play. He's cheap on DraftKings. He's 3,800. Um, I think on FanDuel he's forty five hundred. It's just it's I'm just not going to go there. But I, I'd get if someone wanted to punt. If there's not a lot of news and and you know you don't have a lot of pay down spots, I could see it. We have plenty of value today. Um, I will say that just looking at the early injury reports for today's slate on a six game slate, we have plenty of value. But even if you're looking at Corey Joseph, wouldn't you just rather take West Matthews for three hundred dollars more and guarantee yourself thirty plus minutes, like? Corey Joseph could play 21 minutes or 25 minutes. You know Matthews is going to probably play at least 30 minutes. I, I know he's not like this massive ceiling guy, but if you're going to go down that cheap, you don't need 40 points. Um, I, I think I'd much rather play Matthews than play Kojo. Um, but I don't know if I end up on either one because, again, we're going to have plenty of value today, I promise, um, You know, looking at this report. 
Yep, I'm with you. All right, we got my magic facing Philadelphia. No total in this game. Um, we, you know, you get a couple question marks here. You know, Jimmy Butler did not practice on Monday, but he's not on the injury report. He's had some tightness in his back. Um, Bolden is questionable. Embiid is out. Amir Johnson is questionable, and Boban's still out. So, and then on the Magic side, Mobamba is out. This might be a game that we get some value um, that I was just kind of talking about with all these guys for Philadelphia kind of iffy here. Let's start with the Magic, though. You know, one guy that I always like to play against Philadelphia is Vucevic. Um, you know, now knowing Bead, this seems like a spot, even on a six-game slate, where we're going to want to probably pay up for a Westbrook or maybe a Harden or one of these top guys that might be a spot we look and try to, you know, play Vucevic at maybe lower ownership because we have so many studs on the slate. I love it. I, I love the call. I love the play. Um, Vooch is one of my favorite plays of the day. Um, picking on this Philadelphia team with no Boban, no Embiid, Bolden, and Amir is questionable. I assume at least one of them plays. Maybe both of them end up playing. But, you know, obviously if one of them's out, that even weakens them even more. We'll see Mike Scott run a lot more um, – get a lot more minutes, I'm sure, especially if one of them's out. He got 32 minutes last game against Golden State, um, and they got cousins, you know what I mean? So it's not like um, they they run small the whole time, you know. So I I do love that call. Um, Aaron Gordon played I, – I think he played close to 40 minutes last game. Was it 38? Yeah, 40, he played 41 minutes last game against Cleveland, and they beat him by 14 um so i do like the minutes he's played you know 38 36 and 41 the last three games um so i think he's squarely in play but really those are the only two players i have um from the magic yeah so the thing about the orlando magic right now is they're trying to make the playoffs i don't know why we're trying to make the playoffs i don't know why we didn't tank this season um but it is what it is as a fan you know you want your team to do well but I'm the type of fan that I love statistics and I'm a realist. We're not going to win the East this year. We're not going to win a championship. Why Why are we not trying to build around something that we can get a better draft pick? But we are trying to make the playoffs right now. So Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Terrence Ross, or not Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier are going to play minutes. And then like Isaac and Ross are going to be those counterparts. DJ Augustine, they're going to play 25 to 30 minutes. But you can almost... I'm not going to say guarantee it, but you can almost put down Vooch, Fournier, and Gordon for 33 to 38 minutes a night right now with this team trying to make the playoffs. And, you know, they want to win every game. The the first, the first bottom of the East is very close. It's a tight race. So, you know, you're going to get these guys in, in games that are close, and they're going to play big minutes. So um, I don't mind Vooch. I don't mind Gordon. I hate playing Fournier, but you know, with the minutes he's playing right now, he's certainly somebody you could look at. I still like Terrence Ross, who's cheaper when I'm when I'm looking at like a wing type player for the Magic. But you know, Terrence Ross is having some shooting problems right now. Um, you know, he's been up and down very much. So you know, you have to assume that risk when you're playing him. Um, let's talk Philly here. So obviously. Amir Johnson questionable, Boban out, and Bead out, Bolden questionable. Um, this is a this is one that could get really tricky, but it's an early game. It's seven o'clock game. Like we're gonna get this news. If for some reason Bolden doesn't play, the Magic are going to play Isaac and Vooch. They're not going small. Vooch is playing, and I Mike Scott's gonna have to play, I guess, but. What are we looking at here on the Philadelphia side? Yeah, I mean, Tobias Harris is someone that I'm I'm looking at. Um, you know, 7,400 on DraftKings. You know, he's 8K on FanDuel. That's still a price that I'd be willing to pay. Um, I, I think he's in for a, a boatload of minutes. I mean, you saw Simmons get run out for 41 minutes his last two two games. I mean, I think that's definitely due to, you know, their depth issues right now and, just needing him to be out there and you know he's obviously a good rebounder and and all that stuff so i i, I do like him even though i can't stand that he just uh, i i hate paying up for guys that can't shoot and but he does everything else like he 
rebounds, he gets assists, and he's just too cheap right now at 8,400 on drafting. So I, I like him. Um, JJ Redick is someone who, if Butler would be out, I would definitely look to uh, as a cheap option at 4,800 as well. So even if Butler plays, J.J. Redick is one of my favorite value plays on the slate. Um, I love this spot for him. He always plays well against the Orlando Magic. He, I don't like. I'm not like one of those huge narrative people by any means. But anytime J.J. plays against Orlando, he plays well. I know he's been kind of shooting the ball pretty bad, but um, don't be shocked when J.J. hangs up like 35 fantasy points tonight. Um, I think JJ, even if Butler plays, is in play. He's much better play if Butler's out. You know, if Butler's out, I think you could potentially maybe look at TJ McConnell as well. Um, he might be a guy that plays 25 to 28 minutes at 3,100. So this is a game you're you're certainly going to be watching this Philadelphia news to kind of see how everything goes down because it could present a ton of value. Um, and maybe even chalkier value. So, you know, you got to kind of pay attention and see where you want to go with this Philadelphia team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but even if Bolden were to play, I'm not going to be interested in him. I I haven't played him at all, and I'm just going to keep not playing him. Even Amir Johnson, you know, we've seen him. He's, he's not very good. Um, you know, at least he's 3K on DraftKings, you know, not 3,900 like Bolden, but... Even then, I, I probably still wouldn't play him. I'd still be, you know, looking more maybe Mike Scott, if any of those three. But my main targets are really just the, the three guys I brought up earlier, Tobias, Simmons, and, and Redick. Yeah, and if Bolden gets a start here, it, it's super concerning that Vooch abuses him and he gets in foul trouble really quick in this game. You know, we saw that with Cousins the other day. Um, so you got to be very careful with Bolden. So I think Mike Scott's the guy that I would play as well. If all those guys are out, like if Amir Johnson and Bolden end up sitting, like Mike Scott's just going to play, you know, 30 to 35 minutes if he doesn't get in foul trouble. So you're going to have to look at him. You know, if, if both those guys sit, I just, I don't even know where else I would go. Um, I, I Maybe they would play Patton minutes. I don't even know if he's with the team right now. Like it's just, it's crazy how that situation would work out. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know, but I, I, I do think that they would just double Vooch every time he got the ball, and they would probably leave Isaac in the corner. So Isaac will probably end up with a bunch of open threes. Can he hit him or can he not? OKC at Minnesota. No total on this game, but we kind of already know what news we're looking at here. Paul George has already been ruled out for this game. Covington is out as well. Um so we kind of got the big news here. So I was kind of shocked, but Luel Deng is really the only question mark. Let's start with the Thunder. No Paul George. <laughs> Hello, Russell Westbrook. Yep. I mean, ever. I mean, I, I would assume that everyone's still got to be looking at Russell as their main target, even though he's had, you know, two by his standards, you know, like poor, poor outings first price, but, it's just a, such a good matchup against, you know, Jeff T, D Rose, um, maybe a little Tyus too, but like it, he should just dominate. I, I, I like him on the OKC side. I like Steven Adams a little bit too. You've seen kind of um, his production. They're going to need him out there against Towns. And uh, last three games, he's had 32 or more DraftKings points. His rebounding numbers are up. His last three games, uh, 13 14 and 22 um so and that's only in that's only in like 32 25 and 32 minutes on the floor it's not like he's playing 38 40 minutes um so he's really you know ramping it up a little bit it seems and uh i think his price is very fair at 6100 yeah, certainly like Adams, he's certainly a center we can look at on this slate. Um, I, you know, obviously Westbrook, massive usage uh, with Paul George off the floor this season, um, almost 37%, averaging 1.6 fantasy points per minute. Um, massive totals everywhere. We know that. Um, but yeah, I, I, Adams is in play. If you want to go down, like the Thunder's rotation, Billy Donovan, let's give him a little credit. You know, we, we, we criticize coaches all the time, but we really know 
what we're looking at almost every game with the Thunder. They play the same guys. When guys are out, they play their big guys minutes. Like Schroeder has moved into a you know 35-plus minute role with Paul George off the floor. So I think Schroeder's in play, Grant's in play, but Adams and Westbrook are the two targets here. I'm not going down past Grant. Uh, I'm not going to play Markeith Morris. They haven't shown that they're going to play him minutes. I don't randomly think that he's going to play big minutes. Uh, that's not the type of coach Billy Donovan is. He doesn't typically, unless somebody gets hurt during the game. Um, and like, I, you know, Terrence Ferguson, he plays a bunch of minutes, but he sits in the corner. So you can't really trust him as well. So like those four guys with those top two guys is what I'm looking at here on the Thunder. Uh, John, what are we looking at here on the Timberwolves? Uh, I mean, on the Timberwolves, I, I, I'm probably not going to go to Cat. I, I get it. He, he is a tough matchup against Steven Adams, and I, I do like Vooch a little bit more. So I think Cat's just going to be left off my rosters. But he's been playing so well, and uh, I couldn't, you know, fault anyone's had 70 or more DraftKings points in three out of his last uh, four games. Um, guy's just been playing out of his mind. Um, so can't fault anyone for going there. I just, you know, I, I can't do it. Um, you know, Jeff Teague, his price is super cheap. So is Derek Rose, but I, I, I just don't trust the minutes. We haven't seen him get over the, either of them over that like 30 minute, uh, Mark. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't love much on the Minnesota side. What about, what about you? I hate playing Andrew Wiggins. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But the Thunder continue to struggle with twos. They're allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing shooting guards. And they don't typically guard the three-point line very well. I think they're allowing the fifth most uh, threes this season uh, to, to wing players. I think this is the spot. And Wiggins has had a couple good games against them already this season. This is the spot you could play Wiggins if you want to. I hate playing him. I'm considering him. I don't know if he ends up in my final build. Way, you know, we're recording the night before. There's a lot of stuff that happens before I even start building lineups. But Wiggins is on my sheet today, um, and I hate playing him. I think that matchup-wise, especially with Paul George out, Wiggins is a guy we know he's going to shoot a lot. If he hits some shots here, he can get there. I think it's a tough matchup for Cat. I think they're going to rely a little bit more on Wiggins and the guards, but you know, it's really hard to trust Teague and Rose um, and Tyus Jones. It's just like a situation where it's kind of crowded. Um, I know Taj Gibson has had a couple good games, but him and Sarge are playing right around the same minutes and just splitting time. The minutes are not enough. Um, you know, Okaji is, is not playing as many minutes as he was. It, it's just outside of, you know, cat in a tough matchup and Wiggins in a good matchup. You know, that there's not really a much to like. I'm kind of with you on the Timberwolves, but I hate playing Wiggins, John. But the numbers, the numbers don't lie. If he's going to play 35 plus minutes here and get his shots up, uh, this could be a spot he has a good game. Yeah, no, that that makes some sense. I, I I'm pretty sure I remember playing him one of the last times, and he did go off for like a big game. But I want to say that like cat or, or teague or someone you know big on that offense was was out for that game but he still had a huge performance um yeah teague, one of the teague missed one of the teague missed one of the games um and rose has been out both games so okay yeah so, so i mean it might have been the game that teague and rose miss that wiggins yeah pr probably but uh, even then though it's still a good call he's got a very fair price um on DraftKings. i just don't like I like Schroeder a little better than him, Bogdanovich, um, all, all kind of around the pr same price as him. So right. it's going to be tough for me to go there. But in tournaments, it makes sense. You're probably going to get him at, I don't know, half half the ownership, maybe even less than that, <laughs> you know, than those guys. So I, I can see it. Again, a lot has to happen for me to play Wiggins. But as far as matchup goes, the matchup is strong. Um I think I agree with you, though. I think I like Schroeder more in the same price range. Um, but I, I did want to throw Wiggins out there because he is like one of those guys, if you're playing on DraftKings, you can use him as small forward as well. And, yeah, we we have um, 
you know, this guy named Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and Ben Simmons, we can use a small forward Tobias, but, um, you know, always, always, always like that small forward eligibility, uh, most nights. So Portland at Memphis, <laughs> no total in this one. Cause half the Memphis team is questionable. Um, Kyle Anderson is out. Triple J is out. Rab is questionable and Brooks is still out. Uh, Avery Bradley is expected to play. Whew, that's all. And Mike Conley's questionable, but he's expected to play. Um, the whole team's questionable. Portland, on the other hand, they're good to go. This team, um, you know, kudos to Portland. Each and every year, you know, I, I know Damian Lillard is a beast and McCollum has his games and Nurkic, but every year this team is competitive and they, they do a really good job of staying healthy every year as well. Let's start with Portland. Um, are you liking anything here for Portland? What are we looking at? I mean, not anything particularly. CJ McCollum's price at 6K is pretty cheap on DraftKings. But I just I, I don't love anything for Portland. Um, and I know all these guys are kind of underpriced for what they usually are. But this is just one of those games where I, I think I'm just staying away, Stevie. I, I don't know about you, but I just <laughs> – the Portland side, I mean, Mo Hartless is cheap. Um, he's, you know, 4K, I guess, on DraftKings. He's he's fine. Um, you know, 5600 on FanDuel. I can't pay that price for Maurice Hartless. So uh, I think I'm just staying away from this, uh, from this side. Yeah, and Evan Turner's expected back. That should hurt Mo's minutes. Like, Mo Hartless is a great value play. We rode him for, like, a week. Um you know, Bobby talked about him like a week and a week, week ago, week and a half ago. And we rode him for like three or four games. And unfortunately, Evan Turner coming back is probably going to hurt Mo Harkless a little bit here. But if for some reason Turner doesn't play, I think you could go back to Harkless at 4K. You know, the guy has been crushing and they still have him under 4K. So um, the thing that I do want to say here is if you're a, if you're a large field tournament player if you're playing maybe like the seven dollar eight dollar one of those tournaments with a massive amount of entries damian lillard is going to be way under owned tonight because we have westbrook because we have houston and toronto because we have boston and golden state dame lillard is, is going to fly under the radar is it the best matchup no uh certainly not the best matchup is he a guy that has a ceiling in any matchup yes so i think if you're playing mass multi-entry and you're playing big large field tournaments you want exposure to damian lillard just because there's so many studs on the slate that people are going to completely overlook lillard in this spot and that's a mistake any night like he's a guy he's not a uh, would we technically say damian lillard's a superstar he's like right on the verge right he's like right on the cusp i guess yeah like of superstar but he's a he's a he's a star he's, he's still really good He's still a stud. We'll call him a yeah. stud because he's a stud. You but, you know, anytime we get one of these stud players um, that project pretty low ownership-wise, you got to be interested. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, you know, uh, there's a reason why these guys are all, like, cheaper, though. It's Memphis just plays so slow. And, um, you know, you saw even Westbrook, you know, like just the, the game, which just slows down Memphis. That's how they play. Um but yeah, Memphis side. I mean, if Conley's going to be in today, I I would kind of have some interests as long as you know, obviously he's getting his full minutes and he's fine to play. You know, start his minutes. But seventy two hundred just seems a little cheap for him on DraftKings. Um, you know, what is he eighty one on FanDuel? I guess I could do that if he was playing his full minutes. You know, Valanciunas at sixty seven hundred if uh, Rab is out. You know, he played 32 minutes last game, and I think it was just him and Noah split in the center minutes. So I, I would look at that if I was uh, on, um, from the Memphis side. Yeah, Valanciunas is certainly in play here. If Rab sits again um, with Jackson already ruled out, they're, they, they're giving Valanciunas minutes. We, we've always known that the guy, when he gets the minutes with, with Toronto, he you know he always crushed when he got the minutes. So now the fact that he's getting – 30 minutes uh you know we certainly have to be interested in him like he's a guy that should average a double double if he played 30 minutes every night so i like valentunas they always rolled out marcus all minutes um 
So I, I think he's certainly in play. I don't think Noah's playing enough minutes. I think Conley is certainly interesting, like you said. Uh, but outside of that, really got nothing else here. I know that – should we play at Avery Bradley? Like, I guess we need to talk about it, right? Like, this is the Avery Bradley that we knew, and then, like – it's just like he's back to what he was doing before he went to the Clippers. Like, should we trust this? Like, he's still only 4,400, and the guy's put up over 40 fantasy points in two of the last three games. I mean, I, I guess you got to look there. Um, you know, he's 4,400. It's still too cheap if he's putting up 30, you know, even just 30. Like, it, it's still a really good price. Um and he's obviously got the you know ceiling to go for forty five. So I think it's someone you got to look at. But at the same time, like I don't know, I might just spend up a little more and get like I said, like Schroeder and Bojan and uh, even Wiggins. Like you know, yeah, for sure. It's, it's just tough for me to, to to take Avery Bradley, but I, I I can see it. I can totally see it. If Conley's out, it makes even more sense because he'll shoulder even more of the workload too. Yeah, you know, it's something that I'm I'm I had it written down and, you know, as DFS players, we have to have short memories. So, all that time that he spent with the Clippers and he didn't shoot and he was just kind of out there, we got to put that out of our out of our brains. Like, you know, we have to look at what's happening right now. He's, the dude's playing 32 to 35 minutes a night. He's taken double-digit shot attempts um in five straight games now. So like we got to, or four straight games, we got to, you know, we have to look at this like like he is a $4,400 player playing 32 to 35 minutes, taking double-digit shot attempts. Uh, so I think Bradley is certainly somebody I'm looking at. I like him a lot if Conley plays. Like, he'll definitely be in my lineups if Conley sits. So, um, Houston at Toronto. Uh, obviously a very good basketball game. Let's talk about it fantasy-wise. 228 total. Toronto favored by three and a half. Kenneth Farid is questionable. Um, Van Vliet is out and Kawhi sat Sunday. So I'm expecting him to play here. Um, they're being very careful with him on back-to-backs and load management. You know, they want him fresh for the playoffs. They're, they're playing it smart. Like, you know, this, this team has a chance to win the East or one of the top three teams. So let's start with Houston. What are we looking at here on the Rockets? I mean, well, I, we got to talk about the fact that James Harden's taken, just about 30 shots in his last three games. And like the guy's just uh, he's chucking from everywhere. Um, you know, his three point percentage, like he's just chucking from three right now. Um, you know, he we went through that dry spell, you know, about like five games ago where it was like two or three games in a row where he shot, like, I don't know what it was like two for 10 or, you know, one for 11, whatever it was. And it's just he like, it was three for 31. I remember the stat. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's what it was. Um, and then the last two games, I think it was against Boston and Miami, he's kind of come back on. He's, you know, six for 18 and then eight for 18 um, in those two games. So he's starting to get those threes back, um, you know, getting to the free throw line is obviously key for him. You know, when he had that 95-point game, you know, he got to the free throw line 18 times. Like People don't realize that's like his, you know, threes and just – getting to the free throw line are like his keys. So when he's doing that, he's, he's, he's on, he's seeing that ball go through the rim, you know, makes it easier to, you know, hit, hit those jump shots. So he's someone we got to look at, you know, Toronto in Toronto, they're a tough defensive team. Um, it's not someone if, if, if I had, you know, him and Westbrook right at the same, you know, price, which they pretty much are on DraftKings it'd be tough for me to go Westbrook, you know, Harden over Westbrook, but I think that's most people. So it will bring his ownership down just a little bit. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be playing Westbrook today. Um, and I still think Harden gets ownership, uh, you know, but you know, we haven't even talked about the next game, Boston golden State. So, Outside of Westbrook, the the stud ownership could be pretty spread out today. So James Harden in in a game that should be very competitive is certainly somebody that I like here. You know, 36 shot three-point attempts in the last two games. Um, 
shooters keep shooting and he's he's living by that and obviously the coach is going to let him keep shooting he's the mvp no doubt about it uh if he doesn't win the mvp this season it's rigged um outside of harden chris paul is at that range where he's a good floor play like He's solid at this price, right? Do you think he has a ceiling here, or is he more of maybe a cash game guy at seventy seven hundred? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of see him more as a cash game guy, um, just with Harden shooting the ball so many times. And then don't forget, you got Eric Gordon, who's super cheap, and you know he put the ball up eighteen times. You know he's taking double digit shots pretty much every game in his last like ten games. So. You know, it's it's not just like they have Harden shooting the ball 30 times. They got Gordon shooting it anywhere from 10 to 18 times a game. So it's like it's tough for CP3, you know, unless he's getting all the assists and getting a bunch of rebounds and steals. And, you know, that's how he's got to kind of do it because, um, you know, he gets his 10 to 13 shots really a game. So it, it's it's tough for me to see that ceiling game out of him. So I'd say he's more of a cash play. But – um you know, Kyle Lowry to me is someone who, you know, he's interesting in tournaments. Uh, you know, I don't think if Kawhi plays, he'll get any ownership. But, you know, in big games like this at home, he, you know, does like to step up a lot. And last game, he took 24 shots. I know that was out without Kawhi, but you look at that and then you see that his game before that, he, put up 50 fantasy points and he's played 40 minutes plus in his last two. So it, I think it's something we got to look, look at and say like, okay, they're running this guy out for as many minutes as he can handle. Yeah, for sure. Um, Toronto wants to catch those bucks, man. They want to win the East. So um, they're going to be careful with Kawhi, but Kyle is going to continue to play his stuff. But one of my favorite plays on the entire slate is Marcus all they haven't really adjusted his price to the minutes. Um, you know, they were very careful with Marcus all when he first came over, but 32 and 38 minutes, he put up 36 and a half fantasy points last game against Detroit and he shot 20% from the field. So Marcus all at 5,700, I think he's a guy we can look at for six, seven X here. Um, you know, on, on FanDuel, you're really going to have to make the decision on what you want to do at center, but it's certainly a slate that on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, I'm playing multiple centers in the utility spot today because it's quite a bit of centers that we've talked about that I like today. But Marcus All seems very underpriced at 5,700 if he's going to play 30 plus minutes um, in a matchup here against Capella. Do do we think that Marcus All starts again against Capella? Is that I would I would think so, right? You don't think Surge starts? No, I, I'm pretty – see, I, I, I debated this when I wrote down Marcus Salt earlier today, and I really think that the whole Surge thing is done. Um, I really think they're just going to let him start coming off the bench and let him play a bench role. Like, Valanciunas is a good player. Why go out and get Marcus Salt if you're not going to start him? Well, am I wrong? They they played Orlando the twenty fourth. Gasol started against Vooch. They played Portland um, on the first of March. Gasol started, and then Detroit. Gasol started, but against Boston on the twenty sixth. In the middle of those games, didn't Serge start? Serge started against Horford. <clears throat> so, I feel like I actually think uh, Serge started against uh, Vooch too. Oh, did he? Well, I'm I pretty feel sure. Like they're starting they might start surge against more like mobile centers you know versatile centers so i i don't know it's 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 interesting i think on fanduel surge at 4700 i think that's a really interesting price for him um if he does draw the start if you want to take the shot that you you know he he draws a start against this um um houston team that plays small pretty much so, yeah, uh, Serge started against Toronto, but um, Gasol finished that game. And Wait, started against who? Serge started against Boston. Marcus Gasol started against um, the Magic. Okay. So, 
Marcus all started three of the last four, and the only game he didn't start was the Boston game. And you know what yeah, you're saying makes Boston a ton of sense. Small, so yeah, it'd be interesting. Like eight o'clock, we might not have the starting lineup, so like maybe you just play Marcus all on DraftKings, and you know that gives yeah. your you gives yourself opportunity to adjust because you know you get all the eight o'clock games, and then you get the ten thirty games, so you could adjust the lineups. Um, and if you're playing Vooch, you could use Marcus all in that utility spot, and you can go a ton of different ways. So um, uh, yeah, and on Fanduel, you get that drop score anyway, so. You can play him at forty seven hundred. That's pretty cheap uh, at power forward. And you know, if he you know gets the start, then you might be ahead of the game because you might not get that news until later. Um, any interest in Kawhi? It's really the only guy we haven't talked about on the Toronto side. I, you know, I, probably not. I, I just, you know, think his last game he. Um, his shots were up, which were nice, which was nice to see, but his peripheral stats, you know, weren't that great. It's just, that's what he's lacking in, in Toronto, the rebounds, the assists, um, the steals and blocks he's kind of missing on where he was getting those in San Antonio. He was having those 10, you know, his 10 rebound games in San Antonio, um, pretty often too. So I, I feel like that's kind of hurting his fantasy value. Yeah, and you got to add in now they got Marcus All, a guy that can rebound. They got Siakam, a guy that rebounds. They got Kyle Lowry, a guy that passes the ball and gets the assist. So Kawhi is still a very good basketball player. For anybody that's curious, he's still very good at the old basketballs. Um, last game on the slate, your Boston Celtics at Golden State. Um, 10.30 game, standalone game. Every other game should probably be over before this game even starts. If this game was tonight, on Monday night, John wouldn't even be on the podcast with me right now. Um, no injury news on Boston. Golden State, though, we're waiting on some news here, and this is why there's no total in this game. Clay Thompson is questionable. Iguodala is questionable, and and Looney is out. Um, obviously, Clay Thompson could make a difference, but let's talk Boston first. What are we looking at here on the Celtics? Oh, Stevie, my my Celtics right now they're they're reeling. I, I did it's you hard see Kyrie the other day? Talk about it's hard like Kyrie, like shut your mouth and play basketball, man. Like I hated that thing that came out the other day where he's like, "I'm not gonna miss this shit." Like you get paid millions of dollars to play yeah. basketball. Like you have media obligations. You are gonna have cameras on you. Like. You're a guy that kids are looking up to. Like, you know, I want you to be a professional. I, I know you're. it's hard sometimes to be a professional all the time, but you're a professional. You got to be a professional. You get paid millions of dollars to be a professional. Um, that's my rant. I, I don't like ranting about stuff on the podcast. I like keeping it strictly fantasy, but that kind of stuff just irks me sometimes because I have a young daughter that watches sports and I want her to, you know, be able to look up to these people and like see how professional and see how they handle themselves. And I hate seeing stuff like that. I mean, can you imagine all these like young kids who look up to these players and they're, you know, complaining and stuff. And like you said, they make millions of dollars and they're talking about, you know, like, dude, you know that no matter where you go, that this, you're never going to like, there's still going to be cameras. You're still going to have obligations and, you know, it, it's just it's sad honestly it's sad just smile on your face and be happy you're playing a game yeah. that you love for millions of dollars um what and, more do man, you want <laughs> like, like don't even get me started on antonio brown oh oh god yeah let's not let's not go there right now I yeah he's on another level of crazy but um Juju's uh, out here loving life on party and like just high on life. And Antonio Brown is, I hate, I don't need football. All right. Well, yeah. go away. All yeah. right. Your Celtics going into golden state. Let's refresh this. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Celtics? I mean, I, I think Kyrie is someone you got to look at Eight, 8,800. I, I mean, they pretty much the offense literally looks to him when he watched his team play. It's 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 so sad. There's the ball movement is is right now. It's terrible. They you know it's one on one. They're all looking for Kyrie, like you know, getting the ball to him, making sure he gets his touches, and 
you know, Kyrie's just, you know, he's trying to do a bunch himself. He just, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's hard. You know, other guys need to step up too and he gets frustrated and, you know, but I think this is a game where, you know, in golden state, I think he really tries to just take over, you know? So I, I think he's someone you got to look at. Um, Horford, Price is too cheap on DraftKings, 6,300. You know, not a great matchup, but I think he can beat uh, Cousins. Um, Cousins is still kind of, you know, slower, and, and, you know, Horford on the outside, I think, can take advantage of him just a little bit, make, draw him out, make him have to contest, you know, threes and, and stuff, which Cousins is struggling with right now. So um, I, I do like Horford a lot in this spot as well. He had a really good game the first time these two teams met. So did Kyrie. Um, I agree with you on Kyrie. Like, he's in that range where if we're paying up for a Westbrook or a Harden, we probably are going to get one of Kyrie or or Vooch or Lillard, however we approach it. We'll probably get two of those guys. We got value. We can make it work. Uh, so Kyrie is certainly somebody I'm looking at. Um, I, I like the Horford call. Just, you know, Horford could be that center that you pivot off of Marcus all or whatever. Um, he's certainly a guy. And the good thing about like Al Horford on DraftKings too, you could play him at the, as a forward. So you technically can th- play three centers on, on DraftKings if you really wanted to. I don't know why they did that, but Hey, we'll take it. Uh, the other guy that I don't hate in this spot <laughs> is Tatum. Um, I want to play Gordon Hayward, but like they yeah. have just taken his minutes away. But I, I like Tatum here. I, I think that I don't think I would play. Probably I wouldn't play Tatum and Al Horford together. But I see one of those two guys having a good game here. Yeah, I mean, the, I I agree with you. Tatum has a, has a shot to have a good game. Those three guys are the um, really the only Celtics that I'm going to look to at all. Because I mean, even if you look at Tatum. You know, he's one of the only guys besides those two in Horford and Kyrie who takes double-digit shot attempts a game. You know, in his last last 10 games, there's only one game where he took less than double-digit shot attempts. He took nine in one game. The rest he's taken at least 10 or more. So, I mean, he's one of the only guys that's at least attempting to, you know, on the offensive end to get his. So I think he's someone that definitely – we got to look to um, on the golden state side. I mean, Draymond green, his price is just, it's too cheap. It's, <laughs> Sometimes it's we too just cheap. price and force, right? Like, right. It, it's too cheap for a guy who's going to play 35 minutes, you know, maybe four, maybe 39, you know, if this game stays close, which is, you know, hopefully it's a competitive game. If you're stacking it, you know, I, I don't see how you leave him out of your stacks. He's just, he's too cheap. Yeah, like I talked about this yesterday with DeMar DeRozan. I, I talked about it a little on the podcast that he was getting cheap. And then, you know, I did Grinders Live. And by that time of the day, I knew what I wanted to do with roster construction. And DeMar DeRozan was just too cheap in that matchup yesterday. And this seems like a spot. Yeah, DeRozan worked out. But Draymond Green could work out too. We, we get these guys that, if, if especially if Clay Thompson sits, Draymond's too cheap at 56. So, you know, at some point, you just price and force people. Draymond Green is considered a value play. He's under 6K. He's considered a value play uh, on this slate. And, you know, it's a matchup against Boston. He's going to get up for this game. So I like the Draymond call a lot. Um, Cousins still has some upside, but his price is he's pretty much priced out for me. Like, if I'm going to pay 8K, I'm going to find the extra money for Vooch. Um, Curry and Durant, like if Clay sits, I think Curry's in play here. We'd like we'd like when Curry is going to be shooting more. And if Clay sits, I, I think that we might see Curry shoot a little bit more in this game. And Durant's gonna put up his shots no matter what. Uh, but Clay Curry might be shooting more in this game. Yeah, I definitely agree that Curry's definitely gonna shoot more. Um I don't know though. I'd I'd I don't love Curry, but I, I see what you're saying where he could end up taking anywhere from like 23 to 30 shots. So, I mean, that, that definitely intrigues me. It's just that smart defense. And I, I, you know, 
I, I think I'd, I, I would rather honestly go for Durant if I had to pay for one of the two. But, I mean, you know, Curry's still a great play. I, I think I just would personally go to Durant. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at as well. I think I would end up on Durant, but I honestly I probably won't play either one of these guys. Um when it comes down to it, I'll probably end up on Draymond. Um that's kind of where I'm at. If Clay sits, I could see maybe playing Curry. But uh, you know, if everybody plays, then Draymond's the play at fifty six, get the cheap exposure to the late game. Run it back maybe with Kyrie. Hope the game stays close and uh, get your hammers to finish out the night. I, I tell you right now, like on FanDuel, where Durant is ninety seven hundred and there's no Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's the same exact price at ninety seven hundred. That's probably a site where I would look to Durant. All right. Um, anything else? Are we good? No, I think we're. Uh, I think we're good. All right. On that note, let's play. The morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Over-under is tough today. We only have two of them. Um... <laughs> well, I got mine. All right, well, go ahead. It's Chicago, Indiana. I'm going over. All right. I don't care what the total is in the Orlando-Philly game. I'm going under. Okay. Uh, under 5K to 7X. Who's your cheap guy you're looking at here at the beginning of the day? Uh, let's see. I got. Should I steal yours? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm interested to see if you know who mine is going to be. Oh, I know who it is. JJ. Yeah, that's who mine is for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Scott. I think Mike I like that one. I like it even more that you didn't steal Reddick. Um, yeah. Yeah, JJ Reddick's mine. Um, this is where it gets kind of tricky. Over 8K to not 5X. We have a lot of options in this range on a six-game slate. We don't typically have this many options on a six-game slate. We have a lot of stud teams today. What are we looking at? I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Dane Willard. All right. I think I'm gonna go Cat. Against Adams. I know I'm not going to play Cat, so I hope he does bust. <laughs> like, I know I'm not playing Cat today, so I'm, I'm confident on saying that. Like, put down on Booch. <laughs> um, favorite 6X play? Um, probably going to go... I'm going to go Al Horford. Ooh, I did not expect that one. That was not um, the one that I expected you to say here. I'm going with the center as well. I, I talked about it a lot. I love Vooch today. I think this is a day we see Vooch end up with a 50-burger. 50, 50 burger. Um, I'm going to go Vooch 6 He's my guy today. Like, you know, you get those guys every once in a while. He's just my guy today. Like, I... There's a good chance, like, I build my lineup around, like, Vooch and or Harden and Westbrook, one of those two guys, and um, and build from there. Stevie, I just want to say I called uh, the Pelicans-Utah as a sneaky game stack, and right now it's a one-point game with 41 seconds. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to go into uh, crazy tilting mode. This game is right. going overtime. <laughs> it's your overtime. We're going to get out of here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys then.